I was out one morning taking a walk, playing Angry Birds on my iPhone. I suddenly heard an airplane pass over my head. This caused me to look up. I then saw something that was a part of the sky, but then quickly as it arrived, it disappeared. I then began to freak out and ask my neighbors if they knew anything about this. But they dismissed me as a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist who believed 9-11 was an inside job. Do you understand what's happening here? What's through all these chemtrails? The fine people at RazRadioLive.com encourage you to go to TEEspring.com forward slash Raz hyphen what's hyphen with hyphen all hyphen these hyphen C-H-E-M. Pick a fucking name, would you please? This t-shirt is only available for $20 and is only available until May 10th. So take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity now. Now. What's through all these chemtrails? RazRadioLive.com. The simple power of truth. We all live in different realities. There's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality. But as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry. We are now knowing it within from all the Internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands and Africa and uh, Peru or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity. But it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. The television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold, and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it and, and do it to your fullest. You know, that's my message to the world because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever. And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have. 
have for these people that have, have trespassed on you and to just start seeking the new existence but we have to that's what we have to do we're the voice now we're the voice now we're the voice now Bells and 
bits of string in your face all the time? Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life and be more dog. Let me just check all your papers. A routine terror sweep here. I'm Officer Jack Boot.
Right, it is Tuesday. What is today's date? The 428. Oh, it's almost May. Do you believe that? You are listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Again, I appreciate Jack picking us up. Uh, it's a great thing to to have a, a guy like that supporting you and backing you up. That's why I pick him up. He picks me up. It's just a happy world. You know, I had so many different things I wanted to talk about today. I had all this stuff picked out, and unfortunately, I don't get to control <laughs> what I talk about, it seems. It seems that there's greater forces out there that are going to determine what my conversation will be tonight. I don't want to make it all this, but if you've been listening to talk radio at all today, there is a overwhelming amount of talk about uh, Baltimore. Imagine that. I, I couldn't guess why there'd be over amount, overwhelming amount of talk about ba- to Baltimore, but there is. So we are going to talk a lot about that. I actually have a, a good buddy and another show host from Raz Radio will be joining me here in a couple minutes, uh, the great Wayne from Baltimore. Uh, so I'm sure he can give us a lot of inside uh, what he's experiencing. I think he normally would be working right now, and I don't know if uh, if all this has caused a problem for him, but I'm, I'm sure we can figure that out as the, the show moves forward. Uh, there are some other issues we are going to touch on uh, as we move forward in the show. We got some GMO conversation, some global warming conversation. You know that great old that good old gag that they like to bring up constantly. Uh, what else? We got Iran attacking uh, uh, cargo ships, uh, apparently or allegedly. So we'll get into all that stuff. I think right now at the top of the list, one of the most important things that. That, that is really concerning all of Americans. And I know, and I'm going to get into, into this with Wayne. Uh, I know that a lot of this is, is forwarded with Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And I understand right now that we're seeing an overwhelming amount of it being black people. And that's, that bothers me. I'm, I'm the furthest, you know, I joke around a lot, uh, especially with Wayne. You know, we have a good, good rapport back and forth. Where we can joke like that, and and but that's not how I think, and a lot of people know that. Anybody that has met me knows what kind of person I am. And black lives do matter, white lives matter, Hispanic lives matter, Chinese lives matter, um, uh, 
the, the, the little in Australia, his life matters. Life matters. Everybody's life matters. So that's a big thing I want to bring uh, bring to the table as we discuss this and how we get back to that being the direction of what we are all doing and and, and how we do that. So uh, as like I said, as, as those of you who listen to Raz Radio know Wayne from Baltimore. Uh, he does a show which is returning very soon uh, on uh, Saturdays from one to three. Uh, the chocolate drop, the good old chocolate drop. How you doing, Wayne? What's up, Sean? Uh, not much, brother. Not much. Oh, we got, we <laughs> even got the, we even got the wind chimes with them. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to the show, you know, that's like a staple in my show. Yeah, What's man. Going on? Not, well, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in the middle of fucking hell right now. Pardon my French, everybody. I, I've been trying not to curse too much, but this is, it just grabbed my attention there. Uh, you're, uh-huh. you're living in the middle of Baltimore. You're, you're, yeah. you're not working right now, which I would have to believe you should be working. I, I actually had a funeral to go to this morning. Okay, so you're not working because of the because protesting. Of, right. Okay. No, because of the funeral. Because not of, at a funeral. Right, right, right. So it's not because of the protest. No, oh, no, right. No, it's not because of that. However, um, I haven't, I don't know what the, uh, edict is on my job, but, you know, we weren't, we, you know, we, you know, I drive a gasoline truck and when 155 is in the city, we luck. <laughs> Send a gasoline truck. <laughs> yeah, they don't want the guy full of full of fuel driving down the road to to add fuel to the fire, if we can say it that Pardon way. Pardon the pun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What well, What have you? Where is this compared to where you live? Um, actually, they set a, a CVS on fire one block over from my house. So, right. so you're right there. Yeah, I'm in the, the heart of it. You know, I'm now the main. The main things that were going on, uh, last night, last, yesterday afternoon at the mall. And, um, by the way, Saturday night when their rides first broke out, it was odd because the people that were riding were from that area where the mall was. And I posted it on Facebook saying, um, at least they're not at the mall riding. And damn it, they didn't go to the mall and ride last night. Well, and, and that's a big thing that I've noticed. Uh, one of the articles I read is how peaceful everything was during the daytime. How a lot of people don't realize that these protests have been going on since last week. Of, of course, mainstream's not going to cover the peaceful, uh, protests right. going on, the, you know, everybody doing it in solidarity, doing it properly, uh, no problems. There haven't been any issues up till Saturday, correct? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there were a few, there weren't even any skirmishes to be exact, to be honest with you. Not any skirmishes till Saturday. From what I understand, what jumped everything off on Saturday was that there were protests and what the purpose of a protest is to bring awareness to, uh, what you feel is a situation that, that, that's, that doesn't benefit you. So they had protests Saturday and took this protest downtown because if you, let's be honest, if you're in the ghetto and you want to protest, you want to go where the money is, right or wrong? Well, absolutely. You want to disrupt the lives of people who aren't affected by what's happening to you. Right, exactly. So they took the protest downtown to the baseball game. And I think... Oh, the shit Orioles, broke out then. <laughs> the Orioles were playing the Red Sox, which is a heated rivalry. And from what I understand, they got in front of one of these open bars, you know, the bars that are outside, and name-calling got... Name calling got thrown around and these bars had like outside things and, and people were grabbing like bags of peanuts and throwing them at restaurant patrons and <laughs> actually protesters got in fights with restaurant patrons and it kicked off from there. Well, that's when they then locked down the game and wouldn't let people leave from the end of the game there from what I uh, understood. Right. Yep. After that, they, the game got locked down because it was just, uh, it was like a couple of sporadic mobs just running around 
basically terrorizing. But those were not the protesters. You know, those 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 were the people intent on you know taking advantage of the situation. Well, let's let's be honest here. Uh, your neck of the woods, where you live, there is not uh, is not the nicest area. I mean, you 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 are in the outskirts of ghetto. You do have gangs and issues around you normally, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the main reasons I'm moving is because every every time I do a show, an ambulance or a fire truck or a police car goes by. You hear? <laughs> I mean, everybody knows. Everybody listens to the show. There's a, there's an ambulance. You can almost set your watch by. You know, the ambulance or the emergency equipment that arrived by my window. Right. So at this, the, the point is, though, that there's problems there. So we have a lot of opportunistic mm-hmm. people in that area who, who are going to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to go get me some, some, some malt liquor, you know, for free. I'm going to go get me some Doritos for free, you know. Some hey. Hennessy, yeah. Some Hennessy, some, some jeans. I mean, uh, one of the, an instance, my sister, my sit, now my sister, that, that particular neighborhood where the riots were last night. I grew up in that in that area. Mondawmin Mall was, I mean, I was we walked the Mondawmin went to Mondawmin Mall at least five times a week when I grew, when I was growing up. So, um, one of the riot, my sister still lives in that area, and one of the rioters that broke into the mall ran past her house and dropped a brand new pair of jeans. So, and it was and my sister said the alarm tag is still on the jeans. So yeah, you can't get them off. They got ink and stuff in them. You can get them off. Oh, I mean, so you live in the ghetto, so you you might know how to get them off. I guess yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, I've gotten things off before, so allegedly. And, and like I said in the intro, Wayne and I have a very interesting relationship. <laughs> right. I, you know, I'll break his stones. I know we're talking about a serious topic, but there's no reason we can't have fun and and, and really point out the things. I know it sounds bad to say have fun, but we're it's I'm not living in the. Right, we can put banter in it. Yeah, yeah, you have to. It, it just makes it more fun that way, you know. Yeah. So, so Wayne, I've been watching a lot of this, and and of course, as we said, this all really kicked off the violence Saturday. But even during the daytimes, the past few days, it's been peaceful. There's been no issues. A lot of the violence we're seeing a block up the road is peaceful demonstrations going on. Oh, right now, you, you, the, the, all right, what, the catalyst, I believe, in my opinion, the catalyst yesterday for the violence was the school kids. Something went out on social, social media that said they were going to do a purge. In fact, there was another one that went out today. Uh, now the purge, you, you, we've all seen the movie The Purge, right? Right. All right. Yesterday they said they were going to do a purge at Mondawmin Mall. So police, about 250 to 300 police officers mustered at Mondawmin yesterday. And there's a school. Uh, Frederick Douglass High School is directly across the street from the mall. So that's why if you looked at the kids yesterday, they were throwing stones. They had on khakis, khaki pants, polos, and backpacks. Because khaki pants and polo shirts are the school uniforms around the city. (laughs) It's really not good to riot in your school uniform. I mean, at least uh, bring a change of clothes to do it in or something. I mean, let's think forward here, guys, just a little bit. So so that particular was the the catalyst for the kids. And that's, that's why I believe... In my heart of hearts, that that's what that's what that's why the officers had restraint yesterday. Between that and the fact that, yeah, right between that and the fact it was uh, they were it was daylight and television cameras were all around. Well, that's what basically restrained. Let me off. ask you this question, Wayne. All right, we we see yesterday the children do this purge thing, or the high school kids. I mean, I shouldn't call them children; they are young adults uh, making poor decisions, but. Um, What's the point of giving the kids off school today, then, if they're the ones that caused the problem yesterday? That I, I, I don't know. That's a huge criticism right now. A lot of a lot of parents, um, 
a lot of the media, I mean, parents have come out through the media saying that they, they, they just disagree with that. That's a terrible decision because let's face it, the kids, the kids that were in, involved in the melee, they were home with their parents. I mean, the kids that were not involved with the melee, they were home with their parents. Right. Now their parents they have to go to work and leave those kids at home. So, and let's face it, kids follow suit of other kids. You know, good kids will follow the suit of other kids or bad kids. So, Having the schools out was that really that's, that's a, that was a bad idea. And, and you know, listen, we understand that there's martial law, there's curfews there. If that be the case, don't close the school down. Get all, all right. the kids in the school, and then uh, hey, if we're in martial law or or curfew, then, well, then, I, call, I call it martial law. That's what it is, isn't it? I would have to agree with you. Yes. So if that's a, if that's the state we're in, get the kids in the school, put some troops right. or put some cops around the school so they can't yeah, sneak troops. out, and you, you got, got them troops. controlled. They got troops fully on downtown, man. It was, it was the weirdest thing to see to see a MRAP sitting on a MRAP sitting in front of uh, in front of a tourist attraction. You got armed soldiers, armed soldiers. That's that's what I thought they were going. I honestly, I was kind of naive. I thought they would just come with batons and riot shields. They came in with uh with rifles and pistols. They got uh they got their helmets, of course. They got uh, the deuce gear. You know what deuce gear is, right? Seven eighty two gear. Mm-hmm. They got a full complement of deuce gear. Mm. Um, they got riot, riot shields. I didn't even know, I didn't even know that the National Guard had riot shields. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it out to them, man. They, they're prepared for what's going prepared, on here. Right. They're prepared. And, and then the general, our general in charge of the Maryland National Guard, I forgot her first name. Her last name is Singh. But, uh, she said that, that they're, they're prepared to equal or the meet, the meet force with equal or greater force. Guys, we're so, talking with Wayne mean? Duncan, Wayne Wayne from Baltimore. He's uh, the chocolate drop here on Raz Radio, and he lives in, in Baltimore. So he's just trying to bring us up to speed with what he's experiencing. Man, tell me, tell me this, Wayne. What's you, you started getting into it? So what's your mm-hmm. what's your feet like? How does it feel? Because I've never been in that I feel situation. Like, I feel like it's occupation. We occupy it right now. You feel that's what you feel. We because I, I, I drove around downtown. I'm like, damn, this is. I got this. This is what people in Afghanistan. Iraq, um, uh, uh, any country that's been occupied, this is what they feel like. You got soldiers standing on the corner next to police officers, next to state, and then you got state troopers in here. And then, now we getting, we getting, from what I understand, we're supposed to get cops from uh, New Jersey State Police in here. Yeah, now you're in trouble, man. Those guys are the I, I, Gestapo. I told my wife that. That's just... what I said. Look at their uniforms. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, well, you do not want the New Jersey State Police in here. They are unruly. Yeah, no, so, I grew up in Jersey. I know. I, I dealt with state police. Luckily enough, I was... Uh, I was an EMT, so they all knew who I was, so they didn't mess with right. me. But the Jersey State Police are no joke, man. Oh, I, exactly. They beat up New York cops. <laughs> yeah, they, <So>. do. <laughs> <laughs> they are no joke, that's for sure. They are no joke, man. I was like, oh my god. So, and I'm like, oh, this is. I mean, we already had officers from other jurisdictions in surrounding counties in our area. We got fire departments from other surrounding counties in our, our city now too. But basically, like I said, man, it's an occupation right now. I'm. I'm not even going outside, man. My kid has to go to work in a couple of hours, but he has to go to work before the curfew begins, and he doesn't get in, get off till the curfew goes off. So I'm going to tell him to go straight to work and just stay at work. What's the mm-hmm. uh, What's the gun laws in your uh, in your area there? Uh, no carry, no carry. You can't leave. You can't have a gun outside your home unless you're transporting it in your car, and it cannot be loaded. Uh, in Baltimore City, in Baltimore County, is pretty much subscribes to the same thing until you get out into like the the rural counties. Right. The gun laws are a little different, but you still can't carry in the state of Maryland. You can't conceal carry in Maryland. But you you can have a weapon in your house, so you can protect your house. There's no issue there, obviously. Oh yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I had, I mean, I I was I, I'll admit I was I was nervous because it's 
last night we were living in basically a lawless city. You know, people were out doing whatever. It was 200 arrests. Not the, you know, there were 200 arrests, so you got to figure there were over 400 crimes. That's how I do the stats. Like, if they only arrested 200 people, then half of them got away with what they wanted to do. Right. At least. Right. So yeah, I'd say it, probably more than that, even, just because exactly. you figure when you're looting. Right, I'm being, right, I'm being generous. Yeah. You know, I'm not sorry. I'm being conservative. So, you know, it, it probably was more than that. There, there's a bunch of stories I'm looking up, I'm, I'm staring at here that I've gone through today, um, trying to keep up, or it's hard when you're working to keep up with all these different things going on. One right. of the things that got my attention, and we're, we're going to take a little break after this one here. Uh, you, you don't mind sticking around, right? You got, you got, no, man. I got nothing to do today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Uh, let, let's talk about this, this whole gang member, uh, thing that has come out. Cause originally it came out, oh, you know, the, there, there's credible threats on the police. Uh, now the gang members are getting together and they want to, they want to get together and kill the police. Right. And uh, let's play the audio first. It's a little long, so if it gets kind of out of whack or boring, I'll, I'll cut to something yeah, else. I, I, yeah, I definitely got an opinion on that. You gonna, I think you'll like my opinion, too. All right, Go cool. ahead. let's see what this is. Throughout the night, I've had a, a number of young people say to me and stop me and say, you really need to talk to us and you really need to get our voice heard. And I said, you are absolutely right. And so we have a portion of a, an interview we did with some of the gang members um, who were attending the uh, meeting tonight with church leaders and here's some of what they had to say. Here's your opportunity to tell me what's going on. Man, we, just we want to tell the people of the city right now, of Baltimore City, that the image that they're trying to portray of the gangs in Baltimore, the BGF, the Bloods, the Crips, we did not make that truce to harm cops. We did not come together against the cops. We're not about to allow y'all to paint this picture of us. We got, we got soldiers out here right now. We dirty. You know, we dirty. They threw bombs at us for trying to stop what's going on right now. Y'all not about to do that to us. So your game plan tonight has been to stop the violence. To stop what's going on. That's all we, that's all we trying to do. We just want, we want justice for Freddie Gray. We believe in that. What do you think when you see this happening in the streets? Businesses looted, cars on fire, police injured. It just makes us look bad. It makes us, it makes us look real bad. And it makes, and it's just, it's backing up what they're saying about us. They saying we animals and we acting like savages out here. But I also agree with what's, I, I don't agree with what's going on, but I understand what's, what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I understand why people are mad, but we gotta handle things another way. What do you think? Me, I basically think the same thing. I mean, we've been out here all day trying to stop, prevent people from breaking the stores. They hit us with a bomb. They burnt my shirt. They ripped it, and we were still standing right there as a whole. They heard it, but we came right back there, hold hands together, and we still, we marched together down here. We still holding strong, and we just want them to stop hurting us so we can just live our life and keep going. We trying to help them, and like we helping us. They Without them doing that, it's just going to make everybody angry. We don't want to be angry. So we, as a whole community, we make everybody, you know, calm everybody down because they can't calm to us because they didn't already hurt a lot of people, killed a lot of people for no apparent reason. What group are you in? What, what group is this? This is the Bloods right here. This Bloods. We got the Pyroos over here and we got Bloods over here. We stand as one, though. We're one right now. 
It's Black Men United. I'll go with Saturday. The pictures that went viral Saturday. It's not blood or BGF. We are black men and we are united. And we're not going to stop. No matter if y'all even keep on trying to say we out here trying to shoot police, we're not trying to shoot police. We're not going to let that stop us from doing what we already originally planned to do. So, so people who are watching right now, what do you want to say to them? How do you want to explain what is happening tonight? Basically, stop, stop, stop believing everything you hear in the media. If you were if you were not at that protest on on the day that we protested for Freddie, you don't know what actually happened. They didn't tell y'all that when we when we walked past the eateries downtown that people threw beers at us. Call people us called us names. Niggas. You know, everything. To be blunt, they called us those things. So the protest was agitated. You know? So you guys feel that you're getting the blame, correct? Exactly. For what's yes, happening. And you're saying that Yes, man. That as member of the Bloods. Just because we black and we have flags on, they assume that we gonna hurt somebody or do this or gonna bring the next person down. And it, most of us, as us older people, we bring everybody closer, make sure they got jobs, go to school on time, and all that. But they just making it seem like, oh, he's black, he got a flag on, he's doing the wrong thing, and we not doing the wrong thing. Like me, I just came home and I'm trying to do any and everything to prevent the going back home. You know what I'm saying? I got locked up for helping a female out downtown on Baltimore Street. Her beef, I was beating up, and I stopped it. I tried to prevent it. I used self-defense, even though there's no self-defense law in there, but I still right now they locked me up just because I'm me. I'm a black male, a the flag. Main, the main thing is they've been portraying us in this way for so long, and where we are in our environment, a lot of the neighborhoods, a lot of the so-called gang members and gang bangers, that's, what they, that's where they come from or where they are. What we trying, the point that we're trying to get across is that we are of a different faction. And what that's going to do is it start to show people in the community that we can come together as a unit and be unified and be peaceful. It was so much stuff that was going on on Saturday that got portrayed in the wrong direction or in the wrong light that for some reason, who knows, right, why they won't paint this picture in a positive way. Like when a group of 30 bloods walks up on a group of 30 crips and everybody salutes and shakes hands and hugs. And starts to take pictures, but then the pictures that they take, they say, oh, no, now they're uniting to kill cops. Like, they won't tell you the, the good side of what we're really, really doing in these communities. Like, while we out here at this church tonight. And let's get one thing understood. Although our cause is righteous, we cannot control every person. Just because a person is a member of the Bloods or Crips, we can't control every gang in the city and say, stop this. At the end of the day, everybody has their own mind. But when we were downtown protesting, I'm, I'm going to estimate that we were about 30 people strong. Out of all the thousands of people that were down there, you mean to tell me that you guys are pointing the finger at us because we had colors on? No, we're not. We're not. We can't have that. That's not what we stand for, and that's not what we're standing for today. Justice for Freddie Gray. Thank Justice. you. Thank Justice. Justice. Thank you so much. Thank you for talking. All right. Well, now, watching that, uh, uh, my first impression is as a small white boy from New Jersey who now lives in the backwoods of southwest Florida in the Gulf of Mexico, I would have never expected those to be Crip members, blood members, whatever gang they were related with. They were intelligent. They seemed like they cared about what they were talking about, and they were well-spoken. So I just wanted to put that caveat out before I went to Wayne because you have a lot you want to say about this. Yeah, I, I, yesterday that memo came out. I saw people posting it on Facebook, and my wife called me about it. And I got to thinking, I'm like, well, what's a good way to alienate a group? Or 
what's a good way for the police to justify, you know, shooting people again in the streets? You know, you make up something. So I was thinking, I'm like, well, number one, Bloods and the Crips don't get along, and the black gorilla family don't get along with them. And then a lot of police are, a lot of, a lot of these police on the streets now in Baltimore City are gang members from the black gorilla family because they're on the black gorilla family payroll. I mean, if you, you go back to the story that happened a couple months ago where the gentleman um, in jail was in six, I think it was 11 correctional officers were arrested and lost their jobs because they were supporting this guy while he was in jail. He was still calling shots while he was in jail. So, And it was police officers that were, were dis- right. uh, disseminating those orders. Right. Oh, exactly. And bringing, they were bringing contraband into the jail. You know, they were, he was creating, they were creating a system inside the jail. For, you know, for this guy. So he went to jail for, I mean, he, he got, I think they, I'm, I'm pretty sure they moved him out of the, out of there and put him into another facility now. But my thing is that how do we know that the police didn't fabricate that alert? You know, how do we know that? You know, and I, that's what I say. I thank you for that. You, cause you giving me the, this is just my opinion. Now you give me the, 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 the thought that says, Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything, you know, question it. Right. And, and, and then I ran across some friends and then people were coming back to me saying, that don't even sound right. You know, the police, the, the bloods and the crips are not going to team up to shoot police. Number one, that's only going to bring more heat on themselves. Right. Why right. would they do that? You know, this, these gangs now, they are, they are organizations more than gangs. Let me ask you, know, you this. Are, let me ask you this question, Wayne. Would you, could something like what we see going on now, Unite these individuals who have kept themselves separate for so long and, and kept some of the violence perpetuating. Maybe this is going to unite them in a way as long as they can keep it from becoming violent against everyone else. I, I think so. Do, do you think because that could be a positive thing happening here? It, it could be because a lot of them, all right, a lot of these kids that they recruit, they got to mentor these kids into that gang lifestyle. So right. what good is it? To have, you know, all of them with targets on their back. They got to, these gangs they recruit, they, these gangs are becoming businesses now, man. So it's, you know, uh, I mean, granted, it's like a lot of drug dealing going on in gangs and, and, and. Well, and that brings us, that brings us, that brings us around to the main problem here we see, especially in these areas that we're talking about is mm-hmm. the drug war, the, the, this right. failed drug war that, that started you know, with Reagan, basically. Reagan, yeah, I knew it was Reagan. Yeah. Well, it started a little before that. They started heating it up right before that, but it right. really hit with Reagan. And him and his wife pushed it like you wouldn't believe. It's it's proven time and time and time and time again in other countries that it, it's failing. When they when other countries, I, I think it was Sweden or, or I forget the country that just recently decriminalized, and their crime rates dropped, their drug right. use dropped. So we're, we perpetuate it through these these drugs. Uh, I'm sure you've heard interviews with the real Ricky Ross, the guy that mm-hmm. was the biggest kingpin of yeah. cocaine in, in California in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, he was California, yeah. You know, yeah, I and I, I know I have stories uh, that I really can't get into at this time, not involving me, but involving people I know that that were mm-hmm. involved in the 80s and 90s with or the eighties with the, the whole cocaine and, and all that. And a lot of them will, will bring it back to government issues. So with this legalization movement, at least with marijuana, um, are these gangs maybe going, Hey, listen, we have this issue. Let's deal with this. Let's unite. Let's become more of a front. And then as things move forward, we can, 
continue what we were doing, but we can make it the right way. Are, are they, is the black man, right. and, and I don't mean this negatively, is the black man becoming, hey, you know what, we can fix this if we just stop acting crazy. Yeah, exactly. They know, particularly with marijuana, I believe, because let's face it, marijuana is the, the first thing on the list to be decriminalized, and it's billions in marijuana. Well, and that's and we the main thing, that. that's one of the main things Gray was arrested for. Right, it's billions in that, and and, and let's face it, I mean, black people want to be an entrepreneur, entrepreneur just as bad as Donald Trump. So you know, so if it's money involved, some some person will see that man. One person, hey, you know, it's a billion, it's it's a billion dollar industry. We already know that's we already know the ins and outs of the drugs. You know, we know how to weigh them, we know how to package them, we know how to grow them, we know how to manufacture a, a, a we know how to manufacture a, a saleable product. So we already got this knowledge, and, and, and so we're making money with it illegally. Once it's legalized, how much more money will you think we'll make? Granted, we'll be taxed, but even still, we don't have to worry about being incarcerated. We don't have to worry about family members being incarcerated. There's so many negatives that will leave if it's legalized. So from a, biz- from a business standpoint, I would take it, and like I said, I got this knowledge already. I'm going to take this knowledge, and I'm going to run with it. And and I already know so much about the ins and outs. Of it. I got a cust- I got a client base already established. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, so what's so why would I do something like threaten a police officer to bring heat on me when I'm so close with the, the, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel as far as what I do being becoming legal? Why would I bring heat on me like that? Well, you know, Wayne, the, the guys in the ghetto, the, you know, the boys in the ghetto can pimp a ride pretty damn good too. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right. Not uh, not just to tar- target them into one thing. They can make a, a fat ass car right. too. <laughs> exactly. See, right. It's it's a multifaceted it's a multifaceted business there. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> it's a multifaceted thing hey, going you know on. Right how I operate, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> so why you know, why would I pigeonhole myself by putting a threat out on police officers? You know, that just don't make sense to me. And I'm like, wait a minute, th- these guys I know they, they, they like I said, the only reason these things they're doing they're, they're illegal now, but a lot of it, the majority of that stuff becomes legal, particularly the marijuana. That'll reduce. I mean, it's, it's already improving in, in 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 states like Colorado and Washington when these these crimes are dropping and, and the revenue's coming in. Yep. So other and other people, you know, other people that were staunchly against other politicians that were staunchly against this stuff, they now saying, well, let's sit back and look at this. You know, <laughs> there's, there's money to be shoot. made. Look at Colorado wants <laughs> exactly. to give money back. <laughs> exactly. Right, it's money to be made, and it, um, and they're trying to figure out how to keep it. Although yeah, the Constitution right. so, says they got to give it back, they're trying right. to figure out a way to keep it because it was made through marijuana. Exactly. Philip Philip Morris is one of the Philip Morris is one of the biggest lobbyists lobbyists against it. Once Philip Morris ultimately comes up with a game plan on how they can make money off of it, guess what? Them lobbyists probably will go away. Well, it's it's not only that; it's also the pharmaceutical industry. They got a big big yeah. grip in it too. Listen, let's take a break. You want to stick around for a little bit? Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm, they got some stuff going on today. I didn't know they had pro- protests going on today. I was sitting there looking at it. But uh, yeah, let's take a break, and uh, I'm going to hang around with you, man. All right, actually, you're listening to The First 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Uh, hey, we'll be back. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Raz. Fortoed and Lexi. Well, I mentioned Fortoed? Sure. Oh. Or Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz or Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. 
Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. Oh, 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 
You guys ready? You're listening to First 52. Listen to all of them. Listen to all 52 with Sean Morass and me, Brad Friedman of Bradblock.com, the guy you love to love. All right, guys, welcome back to the First 52. You know, we take our breaks to get things done that we need to take care of, maybe mellow down from what we were talking about a little bit. You know, come back a little happy. Why not? I like to come back happy once in a while. It doesn't hurt to be happy. Right, Wayne? I love being happy. <laughs> All right, so during the break there, we were watching. So I was watching some news. Wayne was getting to maybe listen to a little bit of it. And... uh they were, they got in the conversation, and I wanted to bring this up, of the, the mother. The mother that, that went out, saw her kid protesting, went out, and basically smacked the shit out. I mean, you said you haven't seen the video yet, but I can tell you it was a black mom beating her son like, uh, he had just robbed a bank or something. Beating him like a rent slave? <laughs> exactly. I, I can't, uh, I can't say that, man. Come on. I, I've heard about this. I've heard about this, and, and that's, that's the issue right there. 
society, particularly government, has taken the rights away from parents. Okay. That kid needed his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked. He got his ass kicked now. Is is making the rounds on social media. People are applauding it. I haven't heard anything negative about it. People are saying that's what we need. That's what we need. But nowadays, you hit your kid. Your kid calls nine one one. You go to jail. Well, I did see a comment actually on social media, on my social, some something posted on mine, uh, where somebody made a comment that you shouldn't hit your kid ever, and there's no excuse for hitting your kid. And uh, I've also seen the. Did you see the videos going around not that long ago of the black father with his son? It looked like they were in a basement or something, and uh, he was hitting them, trying to teach them a lesson. I guess he was being like a gangbanger or something, and he was disciplining them by like. Did you see that video? No, I've I, I seen. I, I may have. I'm not specific. I'm not sure about the specific one you're talking about, but I have seen so many of them. Similar to that. Yeah. Well, I guess the point is, is that, is that maybe what's missing in, in the lives of some of these children? Because I know they've yep. tried to blame it on education. They've tried to blame it on poverty. Uh, is do you think it's education poverty? What the, what the mainstream has been saying, or do you feel it, it's maybe that lack of parenting? Maybe a little. Maybe a, a mix of all three. I mean. Let's face it, and, and then particularly parenting, particularly parenting, it might be like a one-parent household. Not saying that single mothers can't raise, you know, kids, but a lot of those kids they lack, you know, that male leadership. So they tend to they go out and find find a replacement for it in they other find ways. Find a father figure, people. right? And that that might be a negative, and that, that might be a negative role model that they find. But and so they have they don't have a positive outlook on things. That's that's what they adapt to. And then education, as far as education goes, not to say they're ignorant, but they're ignorant to the knowledge of knowing the outcome of, you know, these negative choices they're making. So that might be it. And then the money thing. You know, a lot of kids, it's, all right, let's take this as an example. A lot of kids, like, particularly when the police are looking for somebody mm-hmm. and they on a manhunt and the manhunt goes on for days. They usually find a person in the same zip code, if not one zip code over, because the money, in fact, these these kids don't have money. They can't get away. They can't go anywhere. They don't know anybody out of town. I remember one, when I was growing up, this kid, I took him to Virginia. He never left Maryland. I'm like, never. he never left Baltimore City. He didn't know we were in Virginia. I'm like, what? You never been to Virginia? No, I never been out of the city. I'm like, what? And he was like 13 at the time. I'm like, you never been out of the city? So that that you know, all, like I said, all three of those things play into it. How how is that even possible to never get out of the city? I mean, to be honest with you, I, I mean, I grew up in a very small town, but we travel like again, maybe it comes to education and money. You know, we would travel to Philadelphia, or we would travel to Baltimore, <clears throat> or to D.C. Right. or different things right. like that. As as I, I mean, sixth grade, we were doing, <clears throat> if not younger. A, a lot of those programs have been taken away by the school system. You know, and if they haven't been been taken away, they've been scaled back so much that kids have to pay an exorbitant amount of money to go on field trips. Um, I'm not saying that they don't send, they don't have field trips to go to D.C. anymore or 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 to the um, Pumpkin Patch or wherever they may go, but it's just it just costs so much. And you feel you figure you're a single mother with you're a single mother with um with two or three kids, and that trip is 15 bucks. That's you know for one kid, but you got to buy lunch for your kids. You got to make sure your kids' clothes washed. If you're doing responsible parenting and you, and you're only working at McDonald's, you know, McDonald's didn't start paying $15 an hour yet, or you're working at Burger King or, you know, one of these places where you're just making ends meet. Right. You, you, you gotta cut that. You, you don't have the money for that. You so that's what keeps these money kids for, in the same zip code. Money for right. a souvenir. Yeah. 
all the right. little and things then, that you don't think about that you have yeah. to give your child to, to right. do those kinds of things. And then another thing is that, you know, these businesses, I mean, well, yeah, these, these businesses that burn, particularly these corner convenience stores or up north, you might know them as bodegas. Well, we, we just call them corner stores here. General stores, we would call them where right. I grew up. Right, yeah. You know, they're just on the corner. You know, they own like, it's, it's at least three on every four corners. It's three on every corner, so you don't have to venture far to get what you need. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go to, you don't have to go further than a block to get what you need. So that's another thing. It's, it's kind of like a design to keep you in that area and, and you never get out. Well, that know? goes, right? I mean, that goes, but, to, that goes to something we've talked about or I've talked about a lot and other people that think like I have talked about, uh, which is the social engineering, uh, how, yeah. Black people have been kind of forced into these areas when, and then they introduce drugs and cause all these issues that, that, you know, keep a brother down to, to not find, not have a better way of putting it. Uh, so do you think that's a, a feasible option of, as to what might have happened to that whole, cause go back to the fifties and, and, and sixties, how black race or black people were compared to how they are now that they've been forced into these, these ghettos, these areas. I, uh, but back, all right, back in the fifties and sixties, I think there were more, more, um, more, more solid families back in the fifties. It was a mother figure, a father figure, you know, versus today as, as, you know, as it's, as the family has evolved, particularly in the black neighborhood, it's evolved into a single parent household. You know, back in the day, you could have had a mother and a father living in the projects and your kids knew better. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even though you live in the projects, your mother and your father were still there. Along with your two and three sisters, your mother and father work. Your your dad may have worked like in the car wash, and your mom might have been like a a, a, a housekeeper in some house. And and y'all barely had enough money, but yet the the two those two parents in that household they put together enough money to give their kid a stable lifestyle and uh, you know a, a good life. I'm gonna say a good. Well, I'm gonna say a good lifestyle within their means. You okay. know what I'm saying? Right. Nowadays, nowadays it's not like that. You got. You got like if you want to like if you want a good job and you're a single parent, you might have a good job, but you might be working at night. You know what I'm saying? Or you just want just want a, an odd shift, but your job might pay pretty good. But being as though you work at night and your kids are home by themselves during the daytime because you're asleep because you gotta get up and go to work at you know eleven to seven or something like that. So you know, but you might be able to provide a good living for your kid. Like that mom, I just watched that video. She beat the shit out of that boy. <laughs> Didn't she? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then she, he ran and he, she, she, he ran and he, she tracked him down. I was like, damn. <laughs> so She was playing that <laughs> joke. See, it used to be fun to work at the car wash though, Wayne, you know, it used to be a good time to work. <laughs> now you're stuck in Burger King and McDonald's and you don't get to get the groove down when you're working at the car wash. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. <laughs> Uh, you got, yeah, you got, you got single parents working alongside kids now in these Burger uh, Kings and McDonald's, man. So these convenience stores. And when I was young, when I was young, you know who worked at Burger King, McDonald's, the 15, 14 year olds. You know that that's who worked at McDonald's. The, the right. only old right. people there were the managers and the late night people. Not now, man. You get a kid, you get kids working the shift now, man, and they they these these moms in their twenties. And early 30s, and they got these kids, man, and they just having kids younger, and, and they're working in there with the kid, with the kids that's 15 and 16. Well, uh, and plus, saying? they don't get tips like they got at the car wash when you're working at McDonald's. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm 
I hate to make light of it, but you said car wash. I had to go go, know, go down that track. <laughs> the comedian came out and every once in a while it works. I don't know. No, uh-huh. let's get serious again. Um, <clears throat> did you hear the statement that was made by the Orioles uh, VP? Dandy Cat? Uh, no, Angelos. I, I, I don't know. I don't follow oh, sports. That's the owner. Oh, the owner? the owner? Oh, it says Ariel's VP Angelos makes profound statement following Baltimore protest. No, what was the statement he made? All right, here we go. And you love when I read articles, Wayne, so you should enjoy this. Oh, You've never done yeah. it live with me either, have you? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, my God. Get your drinks Real ready. <laughs> in response to Twitter chatter concerning Saturday's protest in Baltimore, which shut down traffic in some areas of the city and for, uh, forced some fans to stay inside Oriel Park, for their safety, even after baseball, the baseball game was over, Orioles executive vice president John Angelos, son of majority owner Pete Angelos, had this to say on his Twitter account. Brett, speaking only for myself, I agree with your point that the principles of peaceful, nonviolent protest and the observation, uh, observance of the rule of law is of utmost importance in any social uh, society. MLK, Gandhi, Mandela, and other great opposition leaders uh, throughout history have always preached this precept. Further, it is critical that in any democracy, investigation must be complete and due process must be honored before any government or police members are judged responsible. That said, my great source of personal concern, outrage, and sympathy. Beyond this, particular case is focused neither upon one night's property damage nor upon the acts, but it's focused rather, but is focused rather upon the past four decades, a decade period during which an American political elite have shipped middle class and working class jobs away from Baltimore and cities and towns around the U.S. to third world dictatorships like China and other Plunge, uh, other cities and towns around there, like China and others, sorry. Plunge tens of millions of good, hardworking Americans into ec- economic devastation and then followed that action around the nation by dim- diminishing every American's civil rights protection in order to control an unfair, impoverished population living under an ever declining standard of living and suffering at the end of an ever more militarized and aggressive surveillance state. The innocent working families of all backgrounds, whose lives and dreams have been cut short by excessive violence, surveillance, and other abuses of the Bill of Rights by government, <clears throat> by government pay the true price, an ultimate price, and one that far exceeds the importance of any kids' games played tonight mm. or ever at Camden Yards. We need to keep in mind people are suffering and dying around the U.S., and while we are thankful no one, no one was injured at Camden Yards, there is a far bigger picture for poor Americans in Baltimore and everywhere who don't have jobs and are losing economic, civil, and legal rights, and this makes inconveniencing a ball game irrelevant in light of the needless suffering government is afflicting upon ordinary Americans. Applaud that, man. Yeah, that's, uh... your business, man. They get it. You know what I'm saying? It, let's face it. Let's face it, man. Sports is a business too, right? And for him to come out and say that, 
Now his his dad is the owner of the Oreos, but for him to come out and say that, it it, it won't be looked upon favorably by pol- politics in Baltimore. I mean, and I, I would think that he'll probably be somewhat ostracized in his community as far as with you know his as far as the community he you know in baseball. But that's a that's a fair statement, man. <clears throat> yeah, I was He's right. They're shipping jobs. They're shipping these menial man. What they consider to be menial manufacturing jobs. And the fucked up part is that, oh, excuse me, the messed up part is that Under Armour is a huge Under Armour. You know, is based in Baltimore, right? I didn't know that. Under yeah, Under Armour is based in Baltimore. The guy that owns it, Kevin Plank, he's a graduate from the University of Maryland. That's why University of Maryland got twelve different uniforms. But um, <laughs> but Under Armour is a huge Oreo sponsor, and Under Armour just shipped a whole bunch of manufacturing jobs out to um to uh India, did, India or Singapore somewhere. Did nobody learn any lessons from Detroit? I mean, look at Detroit now compared to again the sixties or seventies, the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You, you know, yeah. Probably, you probably even say the nineties. Detroit was booming in the nineties. My sister used to live there. So, and 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 they shipped all these manufacturing jobs. My Under Armour just, oh, Under Armour just opened up a warehouse. Not a warehouse, a manufacturing and manufacturing place in Tennessee. That's what I wanted to say, Tennessee. But the point is, they're moving them out of Maryland. And you know, they're moving. They could have opened it in Maryland, but taxes are so high. Well, and see and, that goes know, to that goes to the problem California has again. Detroit. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you start going, you start seeing businesses leave and then you start raising taxes on everybody left and then everybody else leaves. Eventually it's just right. a big circle jerk and everybody that lives in that town is kind of left there with their hands going, uh, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And it even happens yeah, around military towns. World country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah, it happen yeah. around military towns also. Go, go, yeah, to, we, go to a big military base. Um, Fort me, huge military base. You go to, there ain't no jobs on Fort Meade. <laughs> and any town surrounding it right yep. off the outskirts, especially if you go to like Oklahoma or, or Deep Woods, Missouri, or even Jersey, Fort Dix, you go to the right. small towns right out on the outskirt and they're horrible. Like they're, and I don't mean that negatively. It's, it's, they were booming at, at one time. Um, and the ones that have gotten, you know, the ones that are around go to Virginia, go around, go to a, the towns around the military base in Virginia. Uh, they're, like Norfolk and all. Oh yeah, yeah, forget it. That's beautiful around there. Yeah. You know, but they're the the mm-hmm. the ones that were important at one time in history that are no longer important, um, kind of fall to the wayside. And right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, like I say that you go out to Fort Meade, man. They got some buildings out there that look like projects that are boarded up because it's just uh, it, it, I don't know. It's like it, 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 you got to figure, man. That these jobs uh are the veins, you know, and the people working them are the heart. You take those jobs away, you dry those veins up, man, and everything else dies around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, it wipes it out. It just sucks everything out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I applaud, I applaud, um, Angelos for making that statement, man. That, that, I, I, I was sitting there reading it as you were reading it also, and I was like, wow, this is, that's kind of cool for him to say that, man. Yeah, and you if, know, I, and if I really like, stuttered through it, guys, and you want to find it, just go to at Sean Raz on Twitter or, uh, uh, find me on Facebook on Sean Raspatello and, uh, I've got it posted there if you want to read it yourself. It's from CBS DC. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because he said we play a kid's game. I, that, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, he said we play a kid's game and it's a bigger picture than this. And now is and, he, and, is he a white man or is he a black man? He's I, white Greek guy, Angelos. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't so, know. So, um, I, I don't play, follow sports. So it really yeah, puts his me dad out is, Peter Angelos is the owner. Peter Angelos is one of those, uh, tobacco, not tobacco lawyers, but one of those, um, uh, he got rich off of, um, tobacco lobbyist. 
No, not a lobbyist. He's uh, he got rich off of the um, oh shit. Um, well, he got lead now. They got they do lead lead cases now, but he got rich off of uh, class action, uh, tobacco class action. Okay. He got right. rich off of that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get out. Yeah, he got rich off of that. So, uh, but it, 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 but for him to say that, man, I like I said, I applaud him for that. It was another point I wanted to make about. Well, it's nice he, when you see these guys. Oh, Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was going to say the Orioles, man. Plus the Orioles are one of the. One of the franchises, like the, tonight, they had a night you could get tickets for ten bucks, and they were giving away stuff, you know, because the Orioles, the Orioles are doing good. They they, they ain't sell, doing they that now because it's not open to the public. Unfortunately, it's it's not happening tonight because they're not open to the public. They're going to play the game right, with nobody was, there. How boring was, is that going to get? Could you imagine even watching that on TV with nobody in the stands? Well, <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm anxious to see it now. I'm going to turn it on because now. You know, baseball games it used to be a home game was only televised if it was a sellout, but now they televise all of them. And like I said, the Orioles is one of the cheapest tickets you can get. You can get a $10 ticket. You can get, it's cheaper to go to an Orioles game and take a family of four to an Orioles game than it is to take a family of four to the movies. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it's, pretty impressive. It's actually cheaper. To, right. And that's one of the, um, that's one of the better parks to go to. And like I said, they made it affordable. It's even, it's more affordable. Well, you know it's more affordable than football, but my point is that it's, it's easier, it's more affordable to go to the game than the movies. Well, so. a point I wanted to point out is, is, you know, I read this and I don't know anything about sports. It just stood out to me because he made a very prolific statement. Um, mm-hmm. but you see this and I think we, as people like me, people who think like I think, who, who talk about the things that I talk about, the conspiracy things, the, the 9-11 truth, all these different things. When you hear somebody of importance to everybody else in the world who doesn't mean anything to me, say something like this, like when the uh, um, <clears throat> Cardinals coach came out talking about questions about 9-11 and, and questioning Building 7. You know, I don't know if you remember that coming out during the Super Bowl time, but uh, I forget the guy's name, but he's one of the, he's the coach of the uh, uh, Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals was in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. No? What am I thinking of? Yeah. No, no, Seahawks oh, in the Super Bowl. Seahawks. But That's Arizona- it. The coach of the Seahawks. I'm sorry. That's right. I knew it was a bird. Again, I'm not a sports person. You guys have to excuse me for... Not knowing the sports uh, teams, I just know the Eagles because that's my team. Uh, you talking about the head coach of the uh, Cardinals? I yeah, mean, I'm the, I'm the, <laughs> the Seahawks. That's Pete yeah. Carroll. Yeah, yeah, Pete Carroll. He Pete came Carroll's out thing. talking about 9/11 truth stuff. So when these guys come that. out talk about this, um, I think it's important to point it out because that means it's seeping into the the higher the different people. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I, you said you wanted to talk some politics too while you were joining me this evening. Uh, yeah, that's right. All right. Why don't we, why don't we do this? Let's take a break first. Okay. All right. Let's take a little, little break here. Uh, we'll come back and we'll talk some politics. Uh, we'll talk some other, uh, maybe some outside the world stuff. Uh, Wayne in Baltimore is joining me tonight. The chocolate drop himself. Uh, he will be returning to Raz Radio here on Saturdays, uh, May, beginning of May sometime, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, excellent. You guys are listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Uh, like I said, when we come back, we'll talk some other stuff. Enjoy your break, get your mind right, because, uh, you know, it's got to be right to be with us. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. 
it's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum cum trail... (laughs) (laughs) I've got lesbians, and he's got cum trail. (laughs) Okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio show. What I think is going to... They're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. (laughs) I I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. First thing you gotta do, stop the fed. Look out, the elite run the show. I know you're like trees, you just hustle and flow. What the fuck do you know about a W.O. shit? I say not enough. But through police states and eugenics, they're squashing us. Global leaders, for lots of bucks. They act rotten and they turn on us. Secret meetings up in Ottawa, a conglomerate. They plot and they drop bombs on us. And they put germs in us without words from us. They all mass murderers, force of control on us. And the paper they taking, they're saying in God we trust, but your praise go to Satan. Pagan worshippers overtaking the nation, we could overtake them. If anybody just listen to the words that we're saying. Men in black while we jack of all trades.
Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com
tease the crowd because I brought my crew. You're listening to Frank Castle and Sean Raz on the first 52. <laughs> well, that was so sloppy, I must say. It was very, very sloppy. What do you think, Wayne? Sloppiness? No, I was good. Same with the fake. Anyway, guys, welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. I hope you got a break on. I hope you did what you do. That's what I say. That's my thing. I don't know why I say it. I like to make sure everybody's enjoying themselves while they're listening to the show and learning something. Now, I'm not always right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just here reporting what I see and read, and that's how it goes down. <clears throat> Get rid of that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, Wayne. So Music to talk so <laughs> music to tuck to. Damn, you're really going there on me. <laughs> I know a, a big thing that you were uh, you wanted to get onto was the political aspect of what we see going on. Um, yeah. We see uh, some some posturing, I, I guess we could say, from the two sides involved in this whole issue. It's, it's weird because we got we got a Republican governor and a Democratic mayor right now. All right, this is, um, I'm going to do a little reading too, Sean. All right, here we go. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, Republican, seemingly seemingly took a minor jab at Baltimore Mayor Stephanie Rawlings, but handling of the riots during a press conference Monday evening, Hogan was asked why it took so long for the National Guard to be activated, considering the violent scenes coming out of Baltimore in the afternoon. Now, this was uh yesterday. Okay. Right? Governor said it took him no more than 30 seconds to declare a national emergency and activate the National Guard once the Baltimore mayor requested assistance. That's that's first swing. That's a that's a, a right cross coming at it right there. When the mayor called me, instantly we signed the executive order. We already had our entire team prepared, he said. That's a left that's the left hook. Right. <laughs> Hogan then added, we were trying to get in touch with the mayor for some time. We we're glad she finally called us. Knockout, straight to the face. All right. That says to me, uh, in those three lines, right, those three lines. And, and who is who? The, 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 the governor is a Republican and the mayor is a Democrat, right? The gov- Democrat, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, all right, let's, let's get into this. All right, those three lines, that says to me, you know, that she wasn't prepared. We knew, he, he's saying, you know, he said instantly they were ready to go. He had his team, he had his entire team assembled already. Is this New Orleans so, 2.0? <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> no, I'm this just is, asking uh, a question. I mean, I, city, this, this Baltimore City 101. <laughs> so that's just how shit goes down in Baltimore City, is what you're saying. Yeah, he was. He was. He knew, what, stand he knew what was going on. He knew what was coming. Right. Oh, he knew what was coming. So why wouldn't? Why couldn't the mayor and the police chief see this? All right. The, the, this they've been harshly criticized and rightfully so because they dropped the ball on this man and then. For him to come out and jab at her like that, and he he did some more he did some more jabbing at her today. Wasn't there uh, some wasn't uh, there some stories, Wayne, that have come out though, saying that the mayor said, uh, "Well, I was told to stand down by the president." Wasn't that something I heard floating around in the? In the I didn't hear that. I, I didn't hear that. But why it. would the president? The president ain't here. He can't tell you how to run your city. <laughs> well, you know, know, you know what's going to go down. Democratic president, you know, uh, hey, maybe she you, you know, Sean, finds him a little fancy. Sean, you know you got a police. You know you got a police department four thousand strong. Right. However, you got you got ten thousand angry teenagers. So do the numbers. What's the numbers? The numbers don't add up, right or wrong? 
Adds up to a you lot of black children, if you ask me, if you, that really went right. down. <laughs> Baltimore City, a lot bro. of dead black children, <laughs> should I say. Home of the wire. You know these numbers don't add up, man. Then you concentrate your whole police force. You concentrate your police. I'm going to say whole force, but you concentrate your police force in one area. You leave in now protection is down. Now the citizens that uh that honestly you know want to protect themselves are forced to protect themselves by any means necessary. You know, so that's that. So in my opinion, now she this mayor. This is. All right, she was interim mayor because <laughs> our last mayor got kicked out of office for stealing gift cards. So for stealing <laughs> gift cards, mean gift cards. Yeah, she, she stole some gift cards and bought her kid an Xbox and some bullshit. And anyway, she got kicked out of office. Wait a second, are we? Mayor, wait a second, not. And guys, don't get mad at me for being feminist here, because you know I might sound a little <laughs> feminist. Is this two failing female mayors going on? Is that what I'm hearing? She was a good, she was a good man. The first man was a good man. She just liked to shop like most women. So, <laughs> somebody gave her a fur coat. She had to answer about. And in fact, I believe it was an episode of The Simpsons, not The Simpsons, an episode. It was that other cartoon. Family Guy, Lois, probably. Family Guy, yeah. Somebody gave Lois a fur coat, and it was. I think it was a direct ripoff because somebody gave Almy a fur coat before that episode was aired. So I, I me and my wife, we. Laughing at all the time. We we call it right Dixon. off of there. Let, let's see. Uh, so, let, let's but, see what our old buddy. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see what our old buddy Spicoli's got going got, on. What, what you got, brother? What's going on, guys? How you been? What's up, man? Chill, man. Chilling. What's up, Wayne? Hey, uh, you holding it down up in the fort, man? You ain't getting burned down enough and up over there? No, man. I'm locked and loaded. You know me, Jack. Yeah, man. With that with that tape on the grip too to get rid of it real quick. Right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, man. So, What's been going on, Eric? What's your thoughts? You got something for us here? Um, just a couple of random things. Yeah, you know the whole Boston thing. It's funny because I've seen the or not Boston, Baltimore. Um, it's brought up the trolls out, you know, on Facebook. Like I've kind of like stepped back from Facebook a little bit. I do a little bit of posting, do a little bit of searching. I was doing some commenting. It's just funny to see. Like I even kind of talked to Wayne a little bit through text yesterday to kind of see what was going on and. Hey, just, man, thank you for reaching out to you, man. I really appreciate it. You, you sound genuinely concerned when you reached out to me, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, that's all right, man. I know you were close to home over there, and I figured, you know, whatever, man. I got to, you know, look out for my boy. But, um, you know, all that stuff, What what's really insane to me is that, you know, when I see people just talk about different – I got into an argument with somebody today about, you know, oh, well, this is how, you know, a revolution happens, and, you know, the most uh, most changes to that society didn't happen with peaceful protests. But then I had to bring up to the fact that, that, like, you know, revolutionary wars and shit of the past, you know, we were also a lot less civilized than we are now. And if you're not smart enough to bring change with words and, 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 you know, make a change rather than sit there and even sitting out and picketing with a fucking sign, I mean, it's not something that goes, it, it's not something that goes the same way as, as actually reaching out. And, you know, it's good to hear that at least through some more of the on the scene stuff, you know, hearing people talk about the peaceful protests and, and everything that's going on, you know, it's at least good that, that we're, we've only got a certain percentage of it that's, that's ridiculous. But anyway, um, I kind of didn't want to, and I don't want to derail anything, anything here, but I kind of want to check in about some stuff that I experienced last week too. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's cool with you, Sean. What over at the cannabis cup? Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, go ahead, man. Cause we, you know, I don't, I didn't want to spend the entire show on Baltimore and it's now 725 and we've talked nothing but Baltimore. So yeah, <laughs> I know you, you had your vacation out at the cannabis cup in Colorado. Uh, you've been planning it for like four months now. Uh, and, and you, you got to take that experience, which is an experience I would love to ride. So tell, tell us a little bit about it. Well, first of all, it's, it's pretty surreal. Um, and I want to throw a shout out to Steve for, uh, hooking it up, you know, picking me up at the airport and everything. Uh, he's a good, 
good dude. Uh, hung out with him a little bit. But getting into Colorado, first of all, it, and, and it's Steve, Steve would be the other member of the Chocolate Drop on Saturday. Steve Valverde, <laughs> uh, Wayne's uh, co-host and cohort, uh, good guy. Freezer block. <laughs> the freezer block. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, got to hang out, hang out with him a little bit. But getting into Colorado, first of all, just an experience in itself because I love uh, being around different terrains and just being in somewhere that was, you know, slightly colder, a little bit mountainous, you know, not as <laughs> completely wet as Florida. It's just a good place in general. Um, the, the scenery is amazing. Uh, being close to uh, mountains, I actually got to go to Red Rocks. I'll get into that in a little bit. But um, going into Colorado, first of all, it's an amazing city. Uh, Denver. Uh, great people, um, really relaxed and chill feel, which I don't know if you can relate that to, you know, the, the Nissan cannabis consumption, but still it reminded me of almost a, a Southern California good vibe type Col- situation. Col- Colorado has always been known to be a very, uh, laid back vibe type area in general. I, I think the weed has definitely added to it, but it, it was very well known for that. And the funniest thing is I heard on 420, they actually have satellite images of the, the the puff of uh or the cloud of smoke coming out of some park in Denver. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, it, it it was it was pretty crazy with just the amount of of cannabis that was just able to be consumed all over the place. So pretty much walking or you know yeah, like not like you've ever state. done it before or nothing. <laughs> no, oh, dude, no. you you've never consumed that much cannabis in your life. <laughs> no, not at all. It was just funny to see like you know brethren alike that were just also consuming probably as much as I've done in a year all at once, you know, it's good. But, um, at, at that point though, like when we got in, like it was less than an hour that we had the first dispensary and that in itself, I just kind of want to go through that. It, it, what, what's amazing about it is you, if you're driving through going through certain sections of town, you know, there can be quite a few dispensaries right around. And we're the hotel where we stayed at was over by the industrial section of town. It's a little bit North of like, downtown Denver. And that was right near where the actual events for the cannabis stuff were at. But was, we're driving in, wanted to go and, and hit a dispensary that actually got uh, referred to by somebody. So I went there, and uh, we found it. And first of all, you know, when you look at it, it's pretty nice on the outside. You know, there was a nice brick building, had a good sign and everything. Uh, had to take the, the uh, inaugural picture outside, just like thumbs up, just chilling right outside, going into the first legal purchase that, Spicoli, that I've had. Wait, Eric, do me a favor. Go find a go find a dispensary right now and get off the meth because you need to slow the fuck down, my friend. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Take a breath and right. breathe for a second. Slow hey, down. I, 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 I don't know if you heard this. I had a dream about you a couple of weeks ago. and <laughs> no, Don't get me wrong. It's funny. It's a funny dream, man. I had a dream you and I were sitting around. It was me, you, and some other people. We were sitting around drinking, and I had to go up. I got up and went to the bathroom, and you came in the bathroom and peed on my arm. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Yeah, you came in the bathroom. I was just a dream. You just peed on my arm. I was like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, hey, dude, just chill. Just chill, dude. Wayne, just wash that, that might have been a dream you didn't want to share with all of the radio audience, just for the record, my friend. Person, Sean. <laughs> Man, I he peed on my you, arm. Wayne. Wow. Wow. And, and then, yeah, and then he washed it off with some soap, with some Dove Ivory soap or something. He's like, look, dude, it just washes off. It just washes off. He I was like, what the fuck? All right, so back to Colorado on the cannabis cup. And, and you're getting into the city in your hotel. Go ahead. Continue your story. Just just breathe a little bit All for right. me and slow down because you're fucking, so you're putting me into a meth-induced coma over here. My bad. And I actually just kind of got into the, the mindset, too, so it's funny. But I'll slow it down. Um, as, as we walk in, you know, the glorious, it's almost like, oh. As soon as you open the door, you know, the, the, the wafting smell coming out of there was just, was just crazy. I'm just going to allegedly say I've been around, you know, copious amounts of, of certain substances and I've never smelt such a amazing, 
amazing smell once you first walk in. And greeted by cheery and smiling faces, their their faces. There's of course an armed security guard because they have to protect their products. But is it the, true uh, that they just give samples out as you're walking through? They'll give you a bud or a joint or or something like that. Well, this is in. I'm I'm still on the first dispensary. I haven't even got to the cup. I'm trying to round up, just wrap up the dispensary. But as they go into the dispensary, like the armed guard in itself, um, you know, he was nice, greeted us. We went in. Um, you can go ahead and you know make your purchases. We had to wait. But going in there and actually being served by somebody and actually getting a physical receipt, I saved my receipt from that. Oh, yeah, tweet have that out physical... for us. Tweet it out for us and make sure you tag I me. I shall. Uh-huh. Yep. And, uh, it, oh, the taxes are about 40 bucks on $140. So it was a little steep. But um, mm-hmm. getting to the cup, though. Now, the cup in itself, like-minded people, amazing people all around, uh, some condescending stoner douches, but that's all right. You know, you can't can't make make a culture without thinking that people are high and mighty. But, yes, going around the first day, they said they were not going to be giving things away, you know, online, saying they're not going to do this. But they found a loophole in saying that Colorado sales, or people who sell in Colorado, cannot sell or give away anything at the cup. However, there were plenty of people coming in from out of state, other places, um, other products that they were, who, if they would have come from out of state, who knows, didn't matter, but... Dabs were going around like fucking candy at Halloween. It was <laughs> see, it was it. Donuts find a way. See, donuts <laughs> find a no. way. Dude, it's a loophole. It's <laughs> always a loophole when you're a stoner, Wayne. Oh yeah, you find <laughs> we find the craziest things. Except how we can get weed legal all over the country. Like we find all these little loopholes and ways to get around <laughs> stuff. No, no, they can't do that. That's against your Fifth Amendment rights and all this. But we still can't get weed legal. All over. We're still working on it though. Um, so going there though, um, not only was there a plethora of, of boots of, of different, different things as well too. I kind of stopped by a few, uh, grow boots where they were talking about new nutrients and technologies. Uh, one of our boys, Blunt James, I know he deals with the advanced nutrient company. And I kind of got a sample from them, you know, different things like that. Was James uh, out there? No, I actually did see Jazzy though. Oh, Jazzy was out there. I, Great. Cool. Yep, yep. I passed by her. I kind of got too high to make it to meet up with her later. But um, Th- those of you who don't, those of you don't know Jazzy Dab, she uh, she's a co-host of uh, Blind James and Buds on Radio IO. Uh, what are they on Fri- uh, Fridays? Right? Mon- Mondays. Or were they on Monday? Monday, yeah, Mondays. Yeah. Uh, and they just cover everything cannabis, and they're good friends of ours. Uh, Jazzy has some connections in uh, uh, high gasm and uh, canna strips, and she's a grower out in California and. If you uh if you need to know somebody with uh marijuana oh knowledge, that's they who you talk to. I didn't yeah, know what it, it, they kept referring to they kept referring to what a dab was. And look at all the dab. And somebody says what a nail. Next thing I know, I know how to do a dab. And I don't even I don't even smoke. I never smoked before, but I know how to do a dab. <laughs> Just remember <laughs> Yeah, they get uh they get pretty knowledgeable with all that. And of course at this place too, they were giving people dabs and eating their nails because from the task, I'm surprised they didn't see anybody pass out because there were a few places where they even asked you, like, okay, do you know, you know what this is to make sure you can handle it? And they want to make sure that they're not having to pick you up off the ground here in a few <laughs> seconds. Spicoli um, has seen me pass out from dabs before, so um, yeah, not for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> for a good yeah. five hours. <laughs> the four or five hours, it was 15 hours I was out oh. for, except for when you made me the quesadilla. Right, oh, and then you woke up and you munched that, and uh, the face on your the look on your face was priceless. But <laughs> so, I got a, I got a, well, what I got was a that question way? for you, E. I got a question for E. So, um, all right, so so how much do you think you had in free weed that was given to you? How much free stuff did you get? 
Well, the funny part about it, and a lot of people were bitching about this, but there was not a lot of weed to actually be given out, giving out by like the booths and the vendors. So most of the places there, uh-huh. I probably had in the three days that we were there, though, I had probably about 50 dabs, easy. Um, and they were all for free, uh, all, all over. Now, the thing about it is that all, everybody else who was there, who had their own products, you know, personally, people just there as, uh-huh. as, uh, you know, spectators, there was not an, a shortage of just finding somebody to be like, hey man, you want to smoke? Or, now, how, you know, you guys want to come over here? How much uh, was it to but, get into the cannabis cup? For, I know now, you and your girl went, so how much did it cost you for both of you to get in? Now, we went VIP style. We went early bird VIP, which includes not only the entry to the cup, it included free shuttle service to and from the two concerts we got tickets to, which on Saturday night it was at Red Rocks with Nas and Soldier, and then on Monday it was Snoop Dogg, ASAP Rocky, and 2 Chain. Hmm. So uh, they included the shuttle to, to and from there, the admission for three days, also the two concert tickets, and then VIP access to certain areas, which included food, which is well worth it, for $700 for the pay. Now, for, for both of you? Yes. That's not, yep. that's not bad. I mean, uh, for three days, I mean, you pay $700 for the two of you to go to Disney for the day, just for one right. day. Right. <laughs> and you don't have as much fun over there. <laughs> you know? So um, that in itself was the best uh, value because you could have gotten the early bird three-day pass just to get in with none of the extra stuff for like 90 bucks, like $90, $120. So definitely, you know, double the price, but with the Munchie Station, the Munchie Station, which was a certain VIP area where it was kind of roped off, you could go there. They had a complete rolling station provided with raw rolling papers where you can come and spin the wheel, get yourself some papers, and then also give you some for free. You got trays laying out so you can go ahead and, you know, roll up your stuff. This was all in a shaded tent, also with Munchies on the side with free Gatorade, water, uh, sodas. Uh, they had a fruit set up. They had an oxygen bar. Uh, on a certain day, they had Voodoo Donuts, which I don't know if you've heard about voodoo donuts but they're kind of big in denver they're they're like a hipster type creative donut place what are, what are they called again moody donuts voodoo yeah they were on food network i see them on food yeah network. yep well, and they were watch food network i'm sure wayne man looking at your ass yeah man. jesus <laughs> he's like man i gotta get him shipped in man i get him shipped in every other week the first time i met wayne the very first time i met wayne he picked me up and just just cradled me but my favorite thing, <laughs> my, my favorite thing, wait, wait, hold on, Wayne, I got this for you, ready? Can I just uh, say that it, it felt very, uh, it felt very good to be, uh, cradled by Wayne in a, uh, fetal position, uh, as if I was a baby. <laughs> a shifty. Yeah, that's shifty. <laughs> well, when I first met Wayne, he hugged me like a, like a, like a bear, and I'm like, damn, dude, you're gonna break me. I'm like, whoa. I know, I was, like, I was kind of standoffish because the only, t- only thing you had on was a pair of drawers, so I wanted to, like, you know. <laughs> That's usually all Spicoli has on. on. Yeah, it, right, yeah. I mean, I warmed up to you, don't get me wrong. I warmed up to you. I got used to you because I was like, damn, this boy even wear clothes? This white boy's <laughs> running around naked. What's wrong with him? Naked. This is not the body. Yeah, what's going on? Damn, like and another white man. boy's craving his balls in his hand. What, what's going on <laughs> here? All these white people touching each other. What's wrong with him? <laughs> hey, like, hey, why y'all think y'all clothes off? What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh, white people man. do, Wayne. Come on. Well, now, the funny thing about that is, too, I almost have a beard comparable to that on my own. So, what, uh, like, I don't know if you guys have seen pictures recently, but I have a pretty epic beard going on right now. It can't be oh, as I mean, epic oh. as, as Lawrence's uh, pubic hairs, but we won't discuss that tonight. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for another time. <laughs> so, all right, back, uh, Cannabis Cup, you had a good time, you guys got home. 
What uh, did you have to smoke everything before you left? Did you mail yourself something? Not really, or uh, you know, did you just try to get it past TSA? What'd you do? You smoked it all? Yeah. Now, funny thing about that is, yeah, I was smoked pretty much. Woke up that morning on the plane by like. Not only do we have you were stoned as shit I, when you got the airplane, weren't you? I probably had about 500 milligrams of edibles that morning too. Now, for those of you that don't know, a hundred milligram dose of edibles will be enough to pretty much put a regular stoner on their ass. Um, I had not only a and Spicoli is far from a regular stoner. Just be able to be, be aware of that. Very far yeah. from a regular stoner. No, see, I had a medicated piece of beef jerky that morning. Also, some medicated gummies. Two packs of those. Yeah, I think I've heard that before. Of, yeah, the half piece of medicated bacon, and uh, also probably about five dabs out of my pen before we went, and then smoked two joints. Uh, in the morning of. So that was pretty much trying to round up. Oh, and uh, I got a whole bunch of keep too. So everything that was smoked was laced with keep. And just trying to smoke everything and just get it all out. But now going to the airport, actually seeing the security, um, it probably would have been fairly easy to get something back. I'm not going to lie. You know, not really. I would, I would, ex- would I would have expected that you would have said it would have been like nearly impossible. You would think the yeah. security at Denver airport or any airport in a, a legalized state would be extremely uh, uh, strong no, and Denver, focused on that. Denver. Yeah, you would think no. Denver would be super secure. This Denver airport. Well, yeah, you got yeah, the you, you got the New World secure. Order living right underneath below. You know, come on. And my point exactly. <laughs> well, and now, see, I, I took a, I took my my vape pen. It's a it's a little dab pen that you can. It's got a, like a cartridge inside. You put your dab in, and you can throw away the cartridge. But there's a cap that you put on there, and it got very nice and sticky while I was there. So I had to clean it out with a little bit of alcohol. And I, I got most of it out, but there was still some in there. Just put it in my suitcase. You know, went through. I had so many, so many different types of paraphernalia that wasn't dirty, but it all made it through. You know, security uh, through the check. So you bought some like bowls or bongs or some nails or something, and and you were able to get it all home because it was unused and clean. Right, and there was a guy when we were in Denver Airport. Stopped to, uh, at the little bar, and there was a place where we could, you know, <laughs> light up a cig. So, you know, That's stopped cool. over there. And there was a guy just chilling in there with his bong just in his hand because he couldn't put it in the suitcase, so he was carrying the mountain with him on, and, on the know, airplane. You made a carry on. That's a I whole mean, new. Yeah. That's a whole new carry on luggage, I must say. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure he probably got his own seat for it, and he was like buckling it up right next to him. He's not keeping it completely <laughs> safe. And it's like this is my baby here, uh, sir. That's a bong. I don't care what you say. This is my baby. You got a baby over there. I got this. My baby. I treat him right. I make sure you get to bed on time. You know what I'm saying? You go to school, get educated. This is my baby. Right? So, uh, he, he was just out there with it. I really think with, with that, I'm just still kind of glad I didn't, you know, bring it. Cause let's just face it. It's just easy to get stuff wherever you're at just because it's, it's, it's a, easy to it's get a stuff. nice, yeah, it's a nice, you know, novelty to be able to go over there and do it. And we definitely wouldn't mind doing it again. There's a lot of people who are complaining about it, saying, oh, I thought we were going to give away more stuff, blah, blah, blah. But half of it's only the experience of going how, there. Wait, and actually... how, how can you complain about smoking weed legally out in plain view, uh, sharing it with people? I, like, there, there is no complaint there. Come live in Florida where you got these, these backwoods redneck cops that want to do nothing but bust people weed as they're right. dealing coke for fucking sex in the corner. Right. And the funny, the <laughs> right. funny part about that is I also saw there were, when I talked about the condescending people, there were a few condescending people that I had met, which was just weird because there was the types of, of stoners that gathered from all over, you know, all different aspects of life. 
Now, mind you, it was a very chill vibe. You know, no fights, no violence in the whole weekend, no yelling. Well, Eric, Eric, remember you have beer snobs, too. You got these guys that kind of have your facial look, you know, the big beard, and they wear their kilts in the bars, and they think they know everything about beer and turn their nose up to you when you order a beer that that they don't approve of. So you're going to get weed snobs you're going to get the same type of thing probably the guy that looks like the biggest like the average stoner is probably what this guy looks like first of all you know he yep. probably reeks of patchouli and and he <laughs> just he's just going to bust your balls because he's got better weed than you have i mean that's well, what it comes down to and he actually had no because weed. It was just funny. Just we were just cold. sitting there <laughs> we were just sitting there conversating back and forth and i'd met him through a mutual friend that i'd met like the networking was amazing you could just network with people i didn't have to pay for a single ride the whole time I was there because I just met with people who had cars and, you know, we were nice enough to just barter. You, and be cool, you, put, yeah, you got that outgoing personality, too. So I imagine you can network very well. The camel toe pants here have an outgoing personality? Come on now. I mean, <laughs> there's a big history between Spicoli and I from, from day one till today. Uh, speaking of history, are, yo, are you all right now? Are we cool? I mean, you know, well, we see social media things go on and I just want to make sure we're all right now. We're cool. I texted you earlier. I'm, I'll call you later too. But that's one of the reasons why I just took a break, man. I've been working on myself, so that's why I'm. I mean, I know Mike first of all with Gonzo. He was getting a little busy, and not that I couldn't do a show, but you know, I'm, I'm focusing on mental health and life, man. And I'm right. doing good. Uh, you know, keeping it together, trying to make you know positive changes, and just just working on myself, man. My my job sucks. That's one thing I'm about to change because uh, as I'm working on my good self esteem and doing better, I get called a you know. Everything under the sun. That's the job where I'm at now from customers. So it's like, okay, well, dude, you got a good, you, know. you got a good job though, dude. I know what you do. You, that's a good. I, I got a friend that does the same. Well, suck it up, Buttercup. Friend, but that's what I gotta say. I know some. Suck it up. I know buttercup. somebody. Yeah, dude, I know somebody that their bonuses are fifty percent of their yearly earnings working at the same place you work at. So, but not for my position. <laughs> suck though. it up, Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> Not, not for my position though. If I, if I move up in the company, yeah, but to see the, the, the ability to move up right now, it, it, for how much you have to put through it, it I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it, but I, I've got some ideas for opening some businesses, uh, right now. And that's right. just kind of, you know, I'm going to leave it at that. I think I'll I tell you what, Spicoli, we get weed legalized in the state of Florida. You have no issues to worry about because you, you're you what Wayne and I were talking about earlier. You're one of those guys yeah, that... Entrepreneur. Yeah, and when, yeah. when weed's legal, you'll be, making, you'll be making money off of weed. Don't worry. Right. We talk, we yeah, you, the, already, we yeah you already got the knowledge. Of your, you already got the knowledge of the field that you're going to enter. There's so a reason right. you're called Spicoli. We have a reason we call you that. Yeah, you, you're ahead of and, the game, man. And there's a term. There's a term for us. We call them gondrepreneurs. Gondrepreneurs, <laughs> I, I like that. I, I absolutely like that. All right, Eric, uh, t- have a good night, brother. We're gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up here with Wayne in a couple minutes. Uh, appreciate the phone call. I'm glad you had a good time at, uh, at Cannabis Cup. All right, guys, later and Wayne, be safe out there, bro. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it, man. Love you, homie. All right, love you guys. Peace. There goes our buddy Spicoli. He used to, he used to do a show on the station here also. Eventually, maybe he'll come back and, and want to do one again. All right, Wayne, um, mine, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's one of the biggest things. Let's see here. As we've been sitting here, I've had on in the background, um, some Fox News, which, you know, I don't watch it very often, but I wanted to have some kind of news and, and, uh, CNN wasn't cooperating. So I'm seeing some fires again. Protests in Baltimore's continue. 
uh, what are we at curfew here in uh oh, shit. Well, two hours two hours you got two two, two hours and 15 minutes, 15 minutes. Okay. What, what, what channel is that uh, this is fox of last night tonight for two hours see what they're that saying here. beginning here I, in baltimore greta I've actually been hearing sirens in the background, so I, I didn't know that they were doing that again. I haven't seen any flashing lights behind you in that in that window, so you're you're good. So you far. won't. It's above the street, so oh, you won't okay. see any flashing lights. Yeah, it's above the street. My breaking news here. Let's see. For the government, and they flagged this afternoon a spike in social media traffic, not only here in Washington D.C. but also Philadelphia and New York City of these protesters in quotes looking for a rise to get up to Baltimore for tonight, and that really dovetails with what we heard at that news conference at the beginning of the hour, that there seemed to be sort of a change in tone with the people arriving. All right, and what's the connection with Ferguson? Well, this same firm uh, did a lot of uh, capturing of the data in Ferguson, Missouri, identifying social media accounts, and they ran that against the accounts they're picking up in Baltimore from uh, And they all were back and to the CIA. Up, uh, as many as 50 accounts <laughs> that geolocated to both cities. So in simple terms, accounts from Ferguson had shown up in Baltimore, 800 miles apart. So that would suggest professional protesters or agitators Pro at the very professional least. Professional protesters. So, uh, we stand by, wait, uh, about All right, two listen, hours and 15 man. minutes when the curfew goes Give in, us some final thoughts on what you see going out there and uh, what your plans are. All right, I got my news up now. And uh, it looks like they're downtown in Baltimore, downtown Baltimore. And they can take it down there because, oh, yeah, they're still in West Baltimore, too. They still got that same intersection blocked off that they took the time to clean up today, and that's a good thing. I personally, I want to get something started called Be More Proud. I don't know if you saw my post about that. Yeah, hashtag Be More Proud. Be More Proud. Yeah, that's that. I came up with it. I should have, I should have, uh, I should have, um, trademarked that because <laughs> it's easy to steal. Because if I thought of it, let's face it, anybody can think of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, we, we got to get the pride back in our city, man. It's, it's, called the charm city but right now it's dirty charm well i think we need to get the pride back in our country my friend uh, i think this is a yeah, yeah. I, I understand the black lives matter hashtag and, and that thought pattern mm -hmm. but i think we need to make it all and we all need to stand together as you know humanity as one as one group of people that are just fighting together to make good for each other and, and i uh, going back to the the interview with the gang guys I think that was, you know, just very, very, it just, it touched me what they said. And it really gave me a different opinion of what has been portrayed as the gang member. And I wish best and I hope it can really work out. And you be safe up there, my friend. Thank you so much, homie. Like I said, hashtag be more pride. I was sitting looking at a roller skating in the middle of the street now. That's kind of cool. Everybody don't have an, everybody don't have a, um, it, it's just that select few, man. It's select few. You can isolate those few that want to, that want to set fires, that want to cause havoc. Opportunistics, my friend. Opportunistics, and they will be out there no matter what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a little bit embarrassed, but not as embarrassed as I was yesterday. Well, it could be worse. You could be in the middle of it. Uh, stay, stay safe, Wayne. Guys, check out his show, uh, Saturdays coming back the first week or second week of May. On Raz Radio, uh, the chocolate drop, him and his buddy Steve. Uh, this has been the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I appreciate Jack for picking it up. If you're out in the Baltimore area, if you're out in any major city, be careful, be safe, love one another, 
and just do what's right, man. Do what's right. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced. To love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake When I'm risking it all with no time to waste Fuck this bad race, I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With arms stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said can you take more I said give me an old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back. Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death. This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now it's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death has been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the
Love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bomb diggity. Cement the concrete's alive Where the bonds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite Just a few perks when you're in my zone This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home 